Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Good afternoon now, yes. Yes, good afternoon to you. And folks, welcome. We've been doing a four-show marathon today. This is show number four. We're excited to be with Dr. Ron and Miriam Cohen. Praise the Lord. Hello, Sister Miriam. How are you doing? I am blessed, and and you are too, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I can tell. Your voice sounds good, Shannon. Thank you. It's funny when you're... When you ring on Skype, it rings on every device in the house. You know that oh. I have the Skype on. Okay. <laughs> you know there it may be echoes from room to room. Okay, that sounds like a hunt feature. Um, there may be a setting in there on Skype itself if you want to change that, but that might be useful. No, no, it's fine. Well, it's fine. Everybody, welcome, brother Ron and sister Miriam. Welcome back, and uh, would you like to open us in prayer? And the microphone is yours. Okay, Mary, would you like to? Sure. Father God, we're so excited. We're always excited to talk to you and hear from you and know what's going on in your heart and what we can do to bring a better understanding to the body of Christ and a better love for one another. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. I'm going to open up. Today, I'm going to read a, an article on living out of the realm of the spirit uh, by my friend Ron McGatlin, and we'll comment on it. And then we're going to go into John chapter 12. Uh, we did this last night on our Sunday night program, uh, but we're going to start with verse uh, oh, about 44, maybe 41 today, and end with that. And then, Shannon, I need to end at 2 p.m. sharp. I got our our uh, program, our Zoom program into Germany at 2. Absolutely. I'm on so that should work out fine. 
Amen. And then your family are anxiously awaiting you. <laughs> okay. So 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk in the realm of the spirit. Um, we are to live out of the spirit. We've been teaching for a long, long time. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. Only those who can see the invisible realm can do the impossible. So concerning uh, Shannon, even your facility there, possibly in, uh, in, in Arizona, if you can see it filled, see people coming from all over, see the miraculous, then that would be a sign from God to do the impossible of trying to procure it. Amen. Comprende? Comprende? Si, senor. So, <laughs> again, if, if we can't see something in the spirit realm, then we can't hook our faith up to bring it to pass. Now, for all of us, though, to see the invisible, God has to show it to us. To see someone already healed, that's going to be with our spiritual sight, not our physical sight, and God has to show us that. Once we see it, then we can act on it. That brings up a, a testimony I've shared many times. Uh, oh, but many years ago, Again, I was in a Jesus festival. There were 42,000 people there, and uh, I was uh, involved in the healing tent. There were four tents there, and hundreds of people came every night for salvation, for baptism of the Spirit, for deliverance. You would have liked that tent for deliverance or for healing. And I remember at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, a family brought in on a wheelchair. They brought in their daughter, who was actually in her 40s. They brought in her daughter, who had no arms and no legs. She had hands coming out of her shoulders and little feet coming out of the bottom of her hips. So <laughs> she re really was standing on her feet. She couldn't sit. She had no legs. All she had was these little feet. And she was a thalidomide child, which was a medication that pregnant women took in the 40s. But uh, it caused uh, their children to be malformed, birth, many birth defects, extreme birth defects. And so they brought this woman in for healing. And in the natural, it's absolutely impossible. She has no legs or no arms. But I went to pray for her with the others. There were four of us there. And when I stood in front of her and looked at her body, I literally saw arms going in, in her body. I saw an arm diagonal from her left shoulder going diagonally into her body. And then in the right side, I literally saw an arm inside of her. Now, so then I am seeing in the invisible, but that gave us all the faith to do the impossible. So I took hold of her left hand, which was uh, her hand, which was coming out of her left shoulder. 
and in Jesus' name, literally pulled an arm out of that her, her body. Now, for me, it was already there. Her arm was already there. It didn't materialize. It was already there in another dimension. We literally pulled it from one dimension into this physical earthly dimension. And then the same with the other arm and then her two feet. Uh, this is a time when Pat Robertson was there speaking also. So uh, anyway, at, at the end, what happened? She was able to literally walk and push her wheelchair around with brand new legs and brand new arms. Her feet and her hands stayed the same. Now, I'm bringing that up because to see the invisible, you can have faith then to do the impossible. In any other situation, any doctors or anyone would have said, well, that's impossible. She has no arms or legs. But she had them in the spirit. So if we can see revival happening in America, in different nations, in different places, in southern Arizona, if we, if God shows us that in the spirit, we can hook our faith up to it to materialize it. If we don't see it, then, and that's not, we're doing anything wrong. If God doesn't show it, then it wouldn't be correct to try to, in a sense, faith, faith it out or speak it out if it's not there. Okay, so I brought that up because we need to now more and more learn to live out of this realm called the heavenlies. We need to walk by faith. We need to walk by our spiritual senses and not by our physical senses. Our physical senses, your eyes, your sight, you know, your feeling, your hearing, your smelling, your touch, your physical senses are geared to operate in this physical world. And literally, to try to see into the heavenly spiritual realm with natural eyes doesn't work. And I know many people do that. We say, look into the spirit. And so they're literally looking with their natural eyes to try to see something. Well, your natural eyes do not see into the spirit. Your spiritual eyes, your spiritual eyes are connected to your spiritual body. So again, remember, you are spirit and that you have a soul and you live in this physical, earthly, natural body. But we need to start to direct ourselves to understand, to live beyond this natural world, to be spiritually, spiritually sighted, to be spiritually motivated. Now, to the natural understanding, it may appear to that which is seen and physical, corporal, is more real and more fundamental than that which is unseen and spiritual. So again, we're saying here, that which we see in the natural realm, to most of us, appears to be more real 
than that which is unseen and in the spirit realm. But I'm saying and declaring, according to God's word, that which is of spirit is more real than that which is of this natural realm. Everything in this natural realm is temporal. It will pass away, including us. One day we're going to pass away in our earthly suit, but we will take on a spiritual suit. Our spirit and our soul will continue on, but this natural body will fall away. And Paul sometimes talks about it as a tent, that his tent is going to drop. And the moment his tent drops, you're immediately in the realm of the spirit. So now the natural Adamic man without redemption and without the filling of the Holy Spirit of Christ in your life, the natural man cannot see or understand the things of spirit God. First Corinthians 2.13 says, spiritual things seem as foolishness to him. Well, all you have to do is just try to witness to academics and to, you know, witness to many people. And to them, everything that I just said, everything that Shannon, Omega Man, everything that we live in and believe in, seem like foolishness to the natural man. However, they were able to, this is funny though, the natural man who does not believe in the things of the spirit are able to believe in demonic stuff and supernatural stuff in the fallen world. Even the reality of super superior demonic powers, witchcraft, sorcery, you know, um, all kinds of new age all this seems exciting and playful magic. Ghosts and scary creatures, spirits of darkness, may seem like playful illusions. To them, and boy, you can just walk into Walmart right now, and Halloween is being displayed on every aisle of costumes and witches and demons and such. It's funny that people will grab hold and believe in darkness and in the fallenness, and they'll believe it in their natural mind, their unredeemed mind, and yet they'll have such a challenge to believe the things of God, which is more real in the spirit. So the natural human being without God is erroneously drawn toward the evil supernatural by their innate, unrecognized desire for the real supernatural spirit of God. So I'll say that again, and I know, Shannon, you've seen this. The natural man, it's almost everyone out there, are drawn to evil and supernatural stuff because they don't recognize as, as the, uh, the, the hole in their heart, in a sense, or the hole in the donut, they don't recognize that they are missing the real supernatural spirit of God. So then they're drawn then 
into darkness in the world. And the moment you do that, you have opened the door for dark spirits, dark thinking, and that's where all your ministry of deliverance now comes in to help people <laughs> evacuate, to help people get out of the mess that their fallen nature got them into. Now, so the study of all this in the natural realm is called humanism. And humanism is a doorway to darkness. A person trained by the natural human understanding of creation and life, so we could say the physics, the Big Bang theories, I mean, any, any person trained in natural understanding of creation and of life without God will have a deep inner desire or fascination for the supernatural power and psychic powers and demonic realm. Mm -hmm. Humanism is the belief that all of life exists in man without any need for any other God or small g gods. The power of the mind of man becomes believed to be all-sufficient. Now, we know in the Lord that's not true. Our mind is not all-sufficient. Man without God is empty, destined for an empty life and an empty eternity. Fruitless. Yeah. Fruitless, Fruitless, yes. Amen. Is this coming through okay, Shannon? This is deep stuff. You're doing good. Keep going. Good. So yet there remains a desire or lack of satisfaction deep within the heart of mankind that drives him to seek more and more wealth, more experiences of gratification, more power, more challenges to overcome. Because there is an emptiness in man that can only be filled by the Spirit of God. Amen. If we can go on with the details of how the plans of evil darkness have taken over many, if not most of the people of the world, and are ruling much of the world, and affecting all the world to some degree. So we need to see that it's the supremacy of the spirit in this life that is over the natural temporal world. So we see in the world elite, through their own natural fallen abilities, are trying to bring the world under submission to human, to humanism, to mankind. In the end, it's not going to work. We've all read the last chapter. We know it's not going to work. But it's going to lead this world into a season of great darkness. Yes. But now we're seeing a shift. There are people out there. Shannon, there's young people. I think I sent you something there from Egypt where there were 70,000 uh, spirit-filled, charismatic Coptics, Coptics in Egypt worshiping God. I think you saw that, Shannon. Yes, sir. And um, 
And, and these are there are things happening now, and with young people in other countries, we Miriam and I talk to young people everywhere we go, in churches and wherever out. How, you know, what are they looking for in life? What would bring them to church? What would that? And again, our old stuff, our old time religion, is really not going to work and affect this young generation. But the power of God manifested through the gifts of the Spirit will certainly bring them to a place beyond their mental understanding. Now, the Garden of Eden was God's created life on earth. All was created in harmony and with its own seed, to multiply and fill the earth with the perfect design of heavenly life manifested from spirit heaven into this temporal natural creation with an everlasting renewal quality built along with perfect balances and self-correcting qualities. Oh, what is that saying? So when God created man, put them, put him in this garden of Eden, God put everything there that mankind needs for life in every area of his life. And it was created with harmony. It was created with seed to multiply. Again, God didn't create the egg. First, he created the chicken and then the egg came. God didn't create a sperm and an egg and then make man out of it. God made man and woman separate, a separate man, a separate woman, and they came together and produced a seed. So everything God has already given in this planet Earth, everything we need for life and godliness is already here. Again, the more we recognize that, then the more we will be able to live our life with an understanding. One of the questions I asked last night on our program, and Pastor Lottie and quite a few people were on, and several people were on that have just called the past few days for counseling, for understanding. And often we would have a scripture. One person was dealing with some real poverty mindset, financial problems, and we did the normal scriptures for them. God has provided everything you need for life and godliness. And that, in First and Second Corinthians uh, 8, 9, um, he who spared his own son, you know, how much more than shall he also give us everything we need? 8, 9, Second Corinthians 9, 8. Um, again, everything we need in the spirit. So the Lord gave us a scripture. Sometimes he'll give us a healing scripture. By his stripes you have already been healed. Often um, in um, um, Philippians 4, uh, 19, be anxious for nothing, but in everything give thanks. You know, let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. Allow the peace of God to rule and reign in your heart. 
So what I was asking is, God is giving us the medicine. Why is it so hard then to actually receive it and live it out? If we hear right from the voice of God that he's given us everything we need, do not fear about finances, about poverty or lack, no matter what you're going through, no matter what this country or nation is going through. And maybe we need to turn off uh, CNN and NBC and CBS and a lot of the other media. But, you know, we need to know that God's provided for us. We shall not lack. His children will not lack bread. How do we get that verse, a rhema verse, into our hearts that we actually believe it and walk it out? That you actually believe you are healed. That you actually believed that you are free from demonic powers or you have authority over the enemy. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. I often tell people, write the scripture out, put it on your mirror, put it on your rear view mirror. You know, just wherever you look, look at the scripture. My God has provided all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I am not going to lack. I am not of the fallen. I'm of the saved. So, again, we're coming then to a place here that God is giving us a return to his original design of the Garden of Eden. We're beginning to see seed pockets of restored sons of God in perfect love union with God the Father, and we're getting to multiply and see it. So, Shannon, there is a new young generation of people out there, of young people that love God. They don't love religion. They don't necessarily love the building, but they love God, and they're beginning to get an understanding of what creation was supposed to look like. This is a work of the Spirit of God from heaven. Our natural mind would tend to look at that which God has shown and ask questions like, how can these things be in such a crowded, messed up world? Where are the detailed plans for those who are given for the tabernacle and the temple in the Old Testament? They're in the spirit realm. So again, I believe that the new garden, the Garden of Eden revisited, and that was forming for mature sons and daughters of God to do the work of God out of it. We're beginning to see the supernatural overtaking the natural realm and becoming one again. There's no supernatural, there's no natural without the supernatural spirit of God. The natural or physical can only exist by the power and the will of the spirit supernatural. Mm. Remember, all things are held together 
God holds all things together by the power of his word. We need to become people that are so filled with the word of God and so accepting and receiving of the word of God. In other words, in a sense of saying, I believe the word of God is true, so true, I will base my life upon it. I will base my life that there is a supernatural realm which is beyond this earthly realm. And that God has given us authority to live out of that supernatural realm, to enter into it, to see into this supernatural realm. So, Lord, even now, Lord, I pray for those that are listening, Lord, for a divine impartation and a divine enlightenment into the world of the spirit. Yes, yes. Lord, that they'll be so seen and so know the reality of the spirit realm and the existence of it and that we live inside and outside of time. That time no longer controls us, but God's will and God's purposes do. Now, Satan usurped the authority of dominion giving to man and caused a separation from God in the dominion authority of planet Earth. Okay, the spirit son of God, that's Jesus, became a man, Christ Jesus, to destroy the works of the devil and restore the full connection and dominion governance of Father God and mankind. God in Christ is now in the latter stages of restoring the king's dominion in mankind on the earth. God is speaking now for spirit-filled believers, sons of God, to start to take dominion of their earthly realm. Those are big thoughts, big sentences. A spiritually natural people are being prepared through cleansing and restoration by Christ Jesus to receive dominion of the world with and for God. A new garden of Eden. Amen. A new garden of Eden reality is coming about to fill the earth and to restore the original design and planet plan of Spirit God Almighty. Lord, I ask that our minds would be enlightened. Lord, we'll shake out any dust or cobwebs. Lord, that we will filter this through our spirit and not through our natural mind. I'm telling you, these things are spiritually understood, spiritually discerned. Now, God is supernaturally calling sons and daughters to the bright light of his shining out of the spirit dome of protection and glory. Nothing 
shall enter that defiles this group. Revelations 21, 27. Those who see the light and start walking toward it will experience the intense brightness of God exposing anything in them that defiles. Now we're in the midst of what's called the 10 days of awe. These are 10 days between Rosh Hashanah, which started Friday night, means the head of the year, the Jewish New Year, and Yom Kippur, the day of repentance and the day of covering. In Judaism, in the Bible, these 10 days are a time for all of us to introspect, to call out any darkness that's there, and then next Sunday, not this coming Sunday, the following Sunday on uh, Yom Kippur, is it this Sunday? It might be this coming Sunday, yes. This coming Sunday night on Yom Kippur, it'll be the time of fasting, 24-hour uh, fast, an act of fasting and repenting and asking God to remove every bit of darkness out of us so that we can walk as sons of God with a new power, with a new order, with a new understanding. We will be walking in our spiritual man in this earthly realm. So this new understanding of the Garden of Eden, groups will begin to emerge. Small groups are beginning to grow as God is drawing those to come together. And through these small groups, though they may be many small groups, but small in nature, in the spirit realm, they are part of the one body and the purified bride of Christ. The Bride of Christ is the new Jerusalem city of God coming down from heaven. That's right. Revelation 21, 9 and 10 says, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked to me, saying, Come and I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit, says John, to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven. There is a city. There is a great city of God coming down out of heaven. Mm -mm -mm. It's called the New Jerusalem, the Jerusalem above the city of God, the city of Zion. And it will be filled with God's people, God's sons and daughters, who walk in the revelation of the kingdom. Each person that's part of this new understanding is totally in love with God. It's not only those that know and experience God's love for them, but they love God. Lord, I just pray, Father, for all that are listening to completely fall in love with the Father. Amen. Your Father, not just the Father, 
my father, our father, our heavenly your father, father, your heavenly father. Yes. And their love, this love of God opens up for you a new way in the spirit. God loves everyone unconditionally, but only those who love him will enter into this new garden spiritual understanding of heaven's ways on earth. And there's going to be a cleansing, judgments, a great tribulation that's going to happen in the earth. But I personally feel that if you have an understanding that God loves you, the peace of God dwells in you, you walk in authority, you will not fear any happenings that will happen on planet Earth. You're going to become part of a remnant of God. So inside now, this dome is of heaven and earth, this new Jerusalem city of God will grow as those who escape the destruction of Babylon and make the journey of purification are received into the city of the new Jerusalem. The pure, holy people of God will multiply to replenish and restore the world's ashes to the beauty of God. This new people who have the revelation of the Spirit of God will rebuild the old ruins and raise up the former desolations and shall repair every ruined city. So all things are made new for you now. By the supernatural spirit of God, the holy angels working with the chosen people of God. It's the work of God and not of man, lest any should boast. Man's part is to believe that which God is saying and by love be aligned in agreement with that which God is saying and doing in love, mankind will only do and say that which God is saying and God is doing. You know, many people call Miriam and I for counsel, for direction. And what we always say is, well, what did God say? Right. You know, well, Brother Ron, should I take this job? Should I marry? Should I divorce? You know, well, what did God say? And uh, we are to do only that which God is telling you to do. You know, Jesus only did that which the Father told him. What he saw the Father doing. And we are to live in the same manner. So again, the challenge is really, how do you start? For Miriam and I, we just start by asking, well, God, what are you saying? What do you want to do here? What do you do with Shannon, Shannon's prayer, what, what is your will, Father? <coughs> and God has chosen us to hear and see. Many are called, few are chosen. And uh, the parable in Matthew 22, 1 through 14, is the marriage of Jesus to those who accept the invitation to come to the prepared feast. Many are called to the great wedding celebration but many choose to tend to natural business things instead of responding to the call of God 
and miss the great wedding feast of God. Only those who attend, choose to attend, can put on the proper wedding garments prepared by the master for the wedding of the son. Only those who love and value God, who in spirit above the things of the natural world, will be chosen to hear and see the greater fullness which God has prepared for all of you who are in love with him. Remember 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, but as written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into heart of man the things which God has prepared for those. That's for you listening, for those who love him. But God has already revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. Supernatural and natural become one in the fullness of God's design. The bride of Christ, the new Jerusalem ruling city of his kingdom on earth in heaven. So again, we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own problems. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Matthew 6, 33-34. Seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things make no agreement with fear, brothers and sisters. Amen. Do not make any agreement with fear. Don't make any agreement with anxiety, with panic, with confusion. I mean, I think just yesterday, the day before, someone called Brother Ron, I feel so confused. Well, first of all, that's a feeling. And secondly, don't make agreement with it. You are not the confused. Grab hold of a scripture, the word of God, that you have the mind of Christ. You can walk this out. You can live this out. And you don't live in confusion. You live in light. Amen. So, Shannon, I'm going to just go to John chapter 12, verse 44, just to read a little bit. And Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me, believes not in me, but him who sent me. What what is that saying? Wow. Jesus says, if you believe in him, you're really believing in the Father. Yes. I'll say that again. Mm. Okay. That's John 12, 44. I didn't make it up. It's right there. It's in red. So Jesus is saying it. He who believes in me believes not in me, but actually is believing in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. That's the Father. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I don't come to judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Amen. Now, that's important. We talked about it last night 
in our Sunday night program, which I'll invite you all to in a moment. And that every Sunday night, Wednesday night, Saturday day, we, we have our fellowship uh, here, and, but it's by phone. And that now, if anyone hears my words and doesn't believe in them, well, people say, well, you know, my husband, my wife, my people I work with or my kids, you know, they don't believe anything of what God is saying. Well, Jesus saying, I'm not going to judge them for not believing. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. I didn't come to judge your kids, your boss, your husband or wife. I didn't come to judge them. I came to save them. In a sense, their own sin will judge them in the end. For I have not spoken. Now, he, uh, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. For I know that his command is everlasting. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, says Jesus, so I speak. And if you wanted to join us next Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 o'clock in Pacific, uh, we're going to start our into John chapter 13, and we read it, and we impart in it the revelation of walking in the Spirit as sons of God. Not changing the words any, but helping us to understand that God is speaking to your spirit. God is speaking to your spirit. And that he's not speaking to your natural mind. He's not speaking to our fallen nature. He's speaking to our spirit. So, Lord, even as it says in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, awake, wake up, wake up, awake, O oh man. So, Lord, I just speak, Father, for us to awaken Amen. to the realm of the Spirit. That there is a whole world around us, a whole world of spirit, of angels and of beings and of places and dimensions. And some could call it courts of heaven. There's whole places around us of life for us to walk in and to live out of. And so we don't have to be bogged down with an earthly realm of things. We don't have to bog down of an earthly realm we can live out of the realm of the Spirit. Jesus came. He died, went to hell for three days. He rose from the grave. He ascended into the heavenlies. Heaven opened up for his ascension, and he made a way for every one of us to open up and go with him. So even today, we can live out of a heavenly realm. 
You can live out of the peace of God. God doesn't want you to live in anxiety, doesn't want you to live in panic, loaded on medications. I'm not speaking against it, but just that your whole life is based on a medication, your whole being, your whole awakening. But we are to live higher and higher up. We are to seek God, to seek those things from him. We are to believe in him. Believe in him whom Jesus said sent me. So that would be the Father. Father, God, I believe in you today. And I offer up to you everyone that's listening here, including my wife Miriam and Shannon and friends. Yes, yes. Lord, we offer ourselves up to you that we believe in the Father. And I ask Father God to accomplish his great will and purposes in every one of our lives. Yes, Father. Thank you. You made a way for that. Lord, you empowered it to happen. This is not impossible. This is not even too hard. Listen, Jesus says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? This isn't that hard. It's just coming out of earthly thinking and starting to live in spiritual thinking, spiritual thoughts, having to live out of the word of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I speak healing today. I speak strength. I speak provision Lord, that you have already provided everything every one of us need for life and godliness. You have provided everything we need to fulfill your purposes in our lives. That's true. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Okay, my brother Shannon, I will turn it back to you, I think. Hey, that was really a great teaching today. What would you like to title it for the archive? Well, what do we say? Living out of the Spirit? Awesome. Living out of the Spirit. Living out of the Spirit it is. Give out your contact information. Tell people how they can get involved and support your ministry. And and to want to join anything we're doing during the week and pray, um, you could meet me. Uh, well, my website is roncohen.org. R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N.org. Uh, my email is roncohen47, R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N-47, at AOL.com. And you're welcome to call me. Just remember, I'm on Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can call me at 302-559-1766, 302-559-1766. And you're free to ask any questions. If anything is too difficult, I'll turn it over to Shannon. Amen. All right. <laughs> Hey, he's uh, our answer man. <laughs> well, I'll do what I can to help. Absolutely. Amen. And again, if you'd like to help what we're doing, uh, we feed 200 children every month in Haiti. Uh, we have 50 to 70 kids now in Pakistan, three little fellowships there. Uh, in India, we have 50 kids. And then our brother in Rwanda. And also uh, in Rwanda, Pastor Joseph. 
uh, his wife needs a serious operation and um, they will not touch her until they prepay it, which is the nature of many countries, uh, Shannon. Yes. Uh, many countries, many African places, uh, Haiti, you, you can't go into, you can be you can be run over by a car, broken completely up, your friends drop you at the front door of the hospital and they won't let you in until you pay. Wow. May not be much, but that's how most of these countries work. So for Brother Joseph, we needed to raise $800. We've got about 500 so far. Um, we're just about there so his wife can have this fairly serious operation. Um, we believe God heals. We believe God has already healed her. And that, uh, if we haven't seen the manifestation of it, we have to act quickly uh, so that it doesn't... Uh, corrupt her her insides so she doesn't die of a poisoning so that's one of the things we do many things worldwide um, that's always been my heart my vision uh, including Bali, including Indonesia, including Turkey, just to see young people starting to come forth in Turkey and I do believe things are going to get overturned in Iran um you know, Shannon, the baton is being passed on down to a young generation in every country, whether it's Christian, whether it's the church, or whether they're a dictatorship. You know, old people are passing away, and the baton is being passed down to another generation. While we and have, we pray uh, for these young people. Go ahead, Shannon. While we have a little time on the clock, still want to ask you a question here at the end. I heard a report through Joel Richardson's Twitter page that's been following events in Israel. Uh, is it true that Netanyahu is trying to broker a deal and give up Israel's land for peace with Saudi Arabia? Have you heard anything on no. that? Well, then we just talked to uh, our son Greg the other day, and he knows nothing of that actually happening. Um you know, it's rumored out there, um, something with Saudi, um, but but nothing with, Israel's not going to give any more land up. You know, when I was living in Israel in 2006, 7, 8, the population was 7 million. Now, they're just about touching 10 million people. Of course, we There's don't want to. There's not enough land in Israel to give anything up, to give anything away. So it, it's it's not going to happen. No, we don't want that um, to happen, but I, I had seen a report, and I thought, dear God, if true, that could be the countdown for the, you know, for the tribulation. Uh, land for peace. We don't want that to happen. So, okay, no. I just want to know if you'd heard anything. I haven't heard of it. And again, the two-state solution. Right. Um, you know, I, again, I, I don't... I haven't heard that, but if you want, I can give Greg a call a little bit later, um, or if you want to send me that article on your uh, email it sure. over to me. I'll try to find I you the uh, the Twitter posting. I uh, want to thank you all for coming on today, and want to get you off for the next program. Sister Miriam, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. Father God, you are a good God, and you know the plans that you have for us and they are not plans for evil, but for good, 
to give us a future and a hope. And we are hoping and trusting in you for our future. You are our future, Father God. You're the the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. And we trust in you. We trust Amen. in you. Amen. Amen. So next uh, next Monday, we're back on 10 a.m., correct? Yes, sure. I will see you at okay. uh, 10 a.m. Thank you for okay. uh, working with uh, me and today. Let me know what we're doing in October. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a good Zoom okay. call today, and we'll see you again soon. Bless you. You want to come to Germany? Um, you know, Shannon, I had, is this a place to talk about it or should I call you? I had a thought, like though. So go ahead. Um, you know, Shannon, our church here seats at least 200 people. We can easily put together a deliverance conference. You've got people in Georgia. Um, you've got people in, in other states. You know, before we buy a property, a big facility like that, why don't you come over and just do some some deliverance meetings in different cities and see how it takes? Well, with regards to Miracle Valley, uh, it's a one-shot or not deal. They're going to auction off in four days. So if we were going to yeah, do that, it, we had to give it a shot. So I've given it a shot. Now, um, it will take a quick miracle of God, and it may be that he has other plans for me than, uh, you know, than uh, going there to Miracle Valley. To be honest with you, we have a good gig here with the Lord. Cheap rent, plentiful food. The school is 30 years behind America. I don't have to worry about sex changes for my kids like they're passing over in California. And uh, I have no complaints here. But I thought, man, what a dream that would be. Rebuild God's church, put a school of deliverance down there. I'll try See if God's for it or not, and if He's not, we'll just sit here and wait for His next instruction. So, I'm but, but I was with thinking, that. I was thinking outside of that, right? Just to come over and do do some meeting, come over for maybe three or four weeks, and line up deliverance services, and uh, through and you know you have you have your base of people that know you. We have a base here, um, and and just see if the anointing, see how God how God works in that. If that's something that God is retouching again, certainly pray about it. Thank you for the offer. Good. Okay, bless it. We'll see you next week. Okay, and all that listening, shalom. Give us a call, and uh, this Sunday night, the day of repentance. Uh, let's get our lives back in line with God. Lashana Taba. Okay. Amen. Amen. Love y'all. Thank you for coming on. God bless you. Happy New Year. Okay. Hey, that was a great program block today. We did four shows for you. Awesome programs, all of them. And uh, I will get this up for you here shortly. We had Ivory Hopkins. We had Michael Basham. Michael W. Smith and excuse me the Coens so I'll get those uploaded here for you in just a bit and we'll be uh, current we will be back again tomorrow and let's see we're going to have King Ren Ritchie Sabrina Session wait a minute I'm sorry I'm on, I've got, I've got to go back uh, no that was last week I'm sorry okay Tuesday the 19th that's where we're going to be I got it now Elvis 
Newhart, Betsy Pelletieri, Bill French, Louis and Rose Betancourt, and then we're going to come back and do a um, evening show tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern with Peter Johnson. It's been a number of years since we've had Peter on, and we've recently reconnected, and I'm looking forward to having him on. So we'll be doing a special bonus a night show tomorrow, also Friday night at 8 p.m. And we're going to do an early bird show on Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern. So I mentioned before, and I'll say it again, where we need to, we'll do programs outside of the normal uh, program times, which starts at 10 a.m. Eastern, usually goes till 2. So plenty of content for you this week. I know you're going to enjoy it. Um, We have uh, not met the minimum number of pledges to uh, bid on Miracle Valley just yet. I'm not giving up. We're going to stay in the the battle until the last day. But we've got about four days left, and uh, word is on the street. There are people with a very big war chest standing by to place a bid. And we put that all in the hands of God. God's will be done, and um, we shall see what God wants to do with with us. And uh, if we are not able to bid, well, there was no loss for anybody out there who put in a pledge. We never took any money. And so we were just taking pledges, and therefore, uh, unless we can reach the minimum bid, we don't ask anybody to send money in. I think that's the way to do it, and we did it right. However, you don't know till you try. So uh, we uh, have put our name in the race, and we'll, we shall see what God wants to do. We shall see what God wants to do. Um, it's a lot of work to do what we propose to do. It is a lot of work. Yet, if that be the will of the Lord, I am more than willing to launch out and uh, give it our best shot. Rope our sleeves and put our boots on the ground there at the border of Mexico and Arizona. However, I serve at the pleasure of the Lord, and so do you. And we all uh, must obey the Lord and do what He has asked us to do. And He may not have released me yet from Bali. We've been here seven years. I am ready for a change. I've made that known. But I am thankful that uh, we still have a place here. And um, I can't complain. I really can't compared to some of the news that I see out there of everything just going to hell in a handbasket in the uh, housing market. And uh, believe me, I'm not looking forward to trading my rent here for $2,000 a month uh, in the United States. It's just crazy right now. I don't know that it'll ever settle down again, to be honest with you. It just may be more of that. Uh, Gas prices are going up. Food prices will go up. Water going up. And uh, in all that, we just got to wait on the Lord. He that waiteth on the Lord shall renew his strength. I said, God, you know, uh, of of course you can see my... um, desire to to go for this but you know the future I don't and uh, I'm just going to wait on the Lord at this point we're not quitting or backing down but we are just waiting to see what God shall do I will tell you this it looks impossible we've only raised a tenth uh, 10% of what we need to place a minimum bid and there could be people right now 
with much more than that that they can offer for the property. So if we get it, let me tell you, it was of God because God did it. Uh, I didn't do it. And I do want to thank, though, everybody who has come forward and say, hey, I'll stand with you on this. You are some fantastic people that have come forward and emailed me to say, you know, we'll give $20, we'll give whatever. Uh, We've had as much as $5,000 offered. And I thank God for every uh, pledge that has come in, small or great, uh, that actually don't, we've, we've received a $5 pledge. Praise God for that. First, so that's what I can give. I said, thank you very much. I'll note it down. And um, that shows me that uh, you have the heart to try, like I do. And uh, it's exciting. We shall see what shall come of this. And if this isn't the one, then we'll wait and see what God wants to do the next time. Okay. There's plenty of work to do on this globe, so we shall see what he wants to do. Uh, Folks, love and appreciate you all. If you want to contact me, my website omegamanradio.com. I want to thank those that support this work. We are listeners supported, and thank you for fueling us so we can go another day. We will see you tomorrow. Great new shows coming up, fresh every day, Monday through Friday. Have a great day. God bless you all. My website again, omegamanradio.com. <laughs>